Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this reverberating field of possibilities, I hope that you are able to beep, 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 turn it back around when you have been negative with your partner, your romantic partner. Now you could also apply this to friends or family or any, you know, partnership of any kind, uh, business partners and the like, but I have been all day long counseling people about their relationships. One of the people that I was counseling and giving my expertise to was falling into a little bit of a trap that is a trend. I mean, it's not that she's even on social media much, but this is a trend I have noticed on social media. And a lot of people, um, I think especially millennials tend to fall into this trap as well in the grand effort to empower yourself saying, I deserve better, which you do saying, I am a queen. I am a king. Yes, you are. But it depends on what kind of a queen or a king you wish to be. Uh, it's easy to fall into the trap of being a bossy queen or a bossy king. I'm the king. What I say goes. I'm the queen. If you don't follow my rules, GTFO, get the fuck out. You know, um, so there's plenty of fish in the sea, blah, 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 blah. Okay. We know that there are many, many people available, but if you are a very unique individual and even the least unique among us will have to agree that we all believe we're super unique, even if we're not <clears throat> your unique individual. Maybe you have certain, uh, things that you like and you know, you just want things a certain way or you have interests that are unique and you want someone with the same interests and it's hard to find them because now they're unique and then you find them and then you just boss them out of your life. It's probably not going to work. You know how, I mean, your life is not going to work. You boss one person out of your life. Now you're going to find another person into the same weird, you know, maybe you keep reptiles and you want to dance ballet on Saturdays. Well, you got to find another person who wants to do those things. You know, maybe it's the Scrabble championships for you, you know, and you want to only breed chinchillas for a living. You know, you got to find that other person that has those unique qualities, you know, the things that they're interested in, you know, and it's, it's kind of hard. I mean, if your thing is, I like Netflix and I watch anything on there, you know, you have a little bit wider field, obviously, (laughs) 
I eat food, I watch TV. I mean, if that's your thing, hey, I could probably find 500 million people like that for you. But if you're an extremely unique and picky and fussy individual, um, as I am as a Virgo, you know, it's hard to find what you're looking for. I mean, I lowered my standards to the point of saying, um, you have to want a relationship and you have to want to meet with the intent and thought that if we get along on the first date, we will move along to a second and a third and so forth and so on until we decide we want a relationship. But leading towards marriage, leading towards the big I do, I mean, leading all the way, you know, to the finish line and then the permanent finish line till death do us part, which is hopefully in a thousand years. (laughs) If we can help it, it will be. We have to be able to like each other. We have to be able to love each other. And you just have to be interested in what I do. You have to respect and honor me. It's not that hard. I couldn't find one fucking man, 150 men I interviewed here in Ecuador, not one of them wanted a relationship with anybody, not just, not with me, but in general. Well, I would have to say that 30 of them were actually engaged. They were looking for a fling. (laughs) I mean, you know, and the men that I did find that wanted a relationship, which is just a few, like maybe like five out of 150 men, um, they, yeah, I want someone to take care of my kids. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you're into. And it's like, Mm, sounds like you need a nanny, not a wife. You know what I mean? You know, this other man kept making himself cans of chili and sending me pictures of it. I don't know what that was supposed to do. Was that supposed to make me feel super sorry for him? So I'm going to want to race on over there and be his wife slash, uh, you know, cook slave. I don't know what he was trying to get out with those pictures, but it really turned me off. You know, he's like a huge newspaper magnate here. He's wealthy. He's very wealthy. I mean, he's like showing me pictures of like his son's Ducati um, that he races in Italy and his daughter's, you know, mansion that she bought with cash in Spain. And like, you know, like, and, and, you know, their whole family is wealthy and he owns several newspapers and, you know, people still read newspapers here, you know, and it's just, and he owns a ranch with horses and he, you know, he's just got the whole thing. You know, he's older. He's like, and, and, you know, when I say he's 67, he's a fucking old ass 67 old ass. I mean, he, I, he looks 80. Okay. So I'm just like, I don't really think I'm gonna, you know, I, I'm not interested. Right. This is like more than four years ago when I was interested in maybe trying to find somebody to settle down. And I'm just like settling down. Sometimes it's just settling, right? I'm not going to just settle. I like me too much. I am a queen and I deserve what I deserve. Then I just started realizing, okay, shit, I am on the twin flame journey. I do need to be serious about this shit. I know what I deserve. I know who I am, but coming at a relationship with that kind of an attitude where, and I'm not going to settle for less and you're going to be this way and you're going to do that or else there's a door, mister, that kind of an attitude. That's not me. That's not me. 
but I have met many, many people who have this attitude. You don't know what I'm worth, but I do. I know my own value. And, and, and I don't mean the people that say, I know my worth. I know my own value and, um, I will reveal it and show it in a way that that other person will start to see that in me too. But I'm also going to allow them to unfold who they are as well, slowly over the course of time, because they have to have value and worth to themselves and also to me. They need to be healed. I'm healed. That's what I want. A healed person. If a man comes at me with uh, one of these, uh, well, I don't like liars and cheats and you better be this and you better be that. And I, I just look at them and say, sir, you need to see a therapist. Stop spending your money on dates. Get on that psychiatrist couch work this shit out before you ever talk to another woman. I'm dead fucking serious about that. You need to be okay. You need to be healed. And so what I've been counseling, um, these many people who've been coming to me about their relationships in the past, um, week to three weeks, mostly in the past week, mostly today, actually, some of these issues came up. And one of these people was like, whoa, you know, I don't do that. I'm like, I know you don't. I know this person really well. I'm like, I know you don't. It's crazy though, right? And this person's like, yeah, that is uh, wild, you know? Well, I saw you on social media. You were standing next to another woman. If you're going to disrespect me like that and you're going to be, and it's like, okay, did he have his hand on her boob? Was his hand down her pants? Was his hand on her ass? Were they French kissing? Were they looking longingly into each other's eyes? Was he on his knees with a ring proposing? No, 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 none of those. Of course not. Okay. And what did he tell you? Well, she's a friend. Oh, okay. A friend only. Okay. So why are you giving this person guff? Why are you like, you know, why are you doing this right now? <clears throat> this and this person sent me a picture. Look at this. Look at this. This is oh my gosh. And I'm like, okay, <clears throat> yeah. Look at it. <clears throat> She's dressed really nice. She looks absolutely stunning, model gorgeous. She dressed up. Look at what he's wearing. Frumpled old clothes. He didn't even tuck in his shirt. He didn't bother to wear a tie. And are those wallabies on his feet? I mean. Homeboy is not dressing to impress anybody. She's just a friend to him in his mind. If he was interested in her, homeboy be showing up in a tux, okay? He would be showing up in a suit, you know? Even an expensive tracksuit would be better looking than what this guy was wearing. And I'm like, okay, look, this is the thing. You know, this person had been telling me, you know, well, I told him this. I told him what to what for. I da 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 da. I da da da. I'm like, you sound like a like a, you know, you're a bulldog racing out and bark 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 barking. You know, I didn't tell her this, but this is what I was now. So I'm thinking now, like, actually, that's what dogs do. Obnoxious dogs that are barking at the postman. You better not bring that mail into this yard. You know, <laughs> it's what it sounds like to me. 
And, and I'm like, okay, you're not being, you know, and, and this, this is a person, you know, a couple, they're cisgendered, they're heteronormative, right? So this is why the advice was like this. So I don't want, if you are non, non-binary or, um, in the, in the LGBTQIA community, I don't want you to get the wrong idea that this is how I think it is with everybody. I don't, but in this situation, I'm like, okay, look, you have been doing nothing but telling me for weeks, all of the problems and the fights and the arguments and the, and I understand that because this friend of his used to date him, I understand that that's an issue for you because this person came at you randomly on social media and started telling you off, like back off, he's mine. And even though, you know, they're broken up and this person's just jealous of you, even though all that, you have to believe this person, you know, you've been talking for a long, long time. And the goal is we're going to meet, start the relationship, get married. And they haven't even met yet. They've talked for a whole year, over a year. And so they've gotten to know each other extremely well. You know, they both have circumstances where they couldn't meet yet. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen soon. But she's like, okay, you know, he's disrespecting me. He lied to me. He didn't reveal this thing to me. He didn't you know, this, and he didn't that. And I let him have it. I let him have it. I was, I'm like, okay, first of all, this beautiful put together manicured, pedicured, gorgeous, haute coutured woman shows up in his life with smiles on her face, a spring in her step in her Manolo Blahniks. Okay. Manicured to the nines. And she gets to be the beauty in this situation. And you're over here barking like a mad dog. If you don't da, 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 And you're constantly fighting with this person. You're now the beast. That's what this woman was going for, right? That's what she wanted. She knew that she would get under your skin. The insecurities would rise up to the surface and it's going to be ba boom ba bing and she shot you out of the fucking running shot you out of the water and it's over when he thinks of her well you know it didn't work out with her before and she was a narcissist and she was this and she was that but see now the narcissist is love bombing and he doesn't know about narcissism he doesn't have a clue about all that i mean she'll break his heart again of course she'll cheat on him again of course but Right now, all this man knows is this person is love bombing me. It feels really good because I haven't had that in a long time. She's like hugging me and kissing my cheek and holding my hand and being so pleasant. And every time I call the woman I'm actually interested in, I saw a picture in social media. I saw this. I saw that. Bada boom, bada bing, bada da, da da dee, da da da, all this shit. You're being aggressive. You're being insecure. You're being jealous. You're being angry. You're creating fights. You're creating problems. So now when he thinks about you, he thinks, oh shit, I can't tell her anything about this woman being in my life. Even if it was just to attend a party that 40 other people were at. 
because if I do now, there goes my evening it's shot. And now it's like a two hour fight. Best not to say anything. Hopefully she won't notice it on social media. Oh shit. She noticed on social media. Now the fight is double the length of time. The time I would have wanted to spend enjoying my life with her, enjoying time and telling each other funny stories and, you know, Hey baby, how was your day type of thing? But now he's thinking, fuck, you know, I just, it's like, I can't catch a break with this lady. Like, uh, you know, and then she says, well, all that would make it better is you get your ass over here and, and you get here by this date. And, and now she's giving him ultimatums. Now she's forcing him to do something that he already wanted to do. And she's telling him what to do. Right. And I'm like, you know, this is what I, I like. I'm your friend. So I'm going to tell you some hard shit. She called me crying. She said, how could you say all this shit to me? It was so hard to hear. Like, yeah, but it's fucking true. Right. You know, as I'm thinking to myself, it's true. And she says, it's hard to hear because it's true. She's like, Oh my God. Like she is the beauty and I am the beast. What the fuck? I'm like, you got to just turn this shit around. You got to get back to a point where you let him know he is your hero. I mean, she's gotten to the point where she says, I don't give a shit about your career. I don't give a shit about your money. I don't give a shit about anything you do. I just want you in my life. Right. And she's trying to do that in, a, in, in her mind, you know, from a woman's perspective, none of the outside world things matters. It's your heart that matters, right? That's what she's trying to say to him. But what a man hears, you know, in this situation, again, this is, you know, the heteronormative cisgendered man hears, and maybe, I don't know how, um, it is in other situations, but I know this situation really well. I've studied the hell out of this kind of a situation. I'm like, look, um, inside his mind, what's going on is she doesn't, care about the way I'm making money. She doesn't care about the way I could provide for her. She said she's going to just go off and start her own business and make her own money and have her own and do her own thing. And she doesn't really need me. And what I hear is she doesn't even want me. I'm not valuable. I'm not worthy. I don't want anything to do with you. That's what she's saying to him. You know, if he reads between the lines, you know, it depends. I mean, maybe he is um, the type of personality that he takes every word at face value. But if he's the kind of person who reads between the lines and makes inferences and takes inferences in, that's what he's thinking right now. She must hate my guts. I'm making her mad at every turn. I'm making her upset at every turn. Uh, every single day I have to hear about something else I've done wrong. How would I ever in a million years want to run home to a woman that is not my comfort, not my joy, not my inner sanctum, not my peace, not my harmony, not my happiness. She's not providing what I need in my life. Meanwhile, I'm doing these projects I'm making some money. I'm trying to figure some stuff out. And I need her to do her part so that we can be partners. And she's over here having a problem with a random picture on social media that I had nothing to do with. 
40 people at a party and this person stands next to me, nothing's happening. And now suddenly I'm a terrible person. I'm a liar. I'm a cheater. I'm a this, I'm a that. And I'm this horrible person. She thinks I'm a horrible person. I don't want to go home to somebody who thinks I'm a horrible person. So I told her, you know, we got to work this shit out. We got to back that truck up. You know, this is a beep, beep, beep moment, right? (laughs) Why do I even want to be with this person? Ask yourself that. And, and, And ask yourself what does this person want to do? All he's been saying this whole time. I want to be your man. I want to be your provider. I want to be your husband. I want to protect you. And all you've been doing is shooting down his every fucking idea. So how do you turn that around? You're right, honey. You know what? I've been thinking about it. I just went through a horrible breakup and I'm kind of taking it out on you because I'm not totally healed. I'm working on myself and I think in a month we'll be ready to get through, I'll get through all this stuff and I'm, I have not been treating you very well and I'm very, very sorry. That's what she needs to do. You're right, honey. About all this stuff, I need to trust you. You can't control who shows up in a public place at a party. Right? Like you can't, so I had to have my, I had to have my coffee. It's so good. Ooh, baby. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's what she needs to do. You know, you're right. I've been taking some stuff out on you and I'm going to trust you and I'm going to stop threatening you at every turn. I'm going to stop giving you ultimatums at every turn. I'm going to start, I'm going to stop yelling things like respect me, honor me. (laughs) I mean, I used to have an ex-boyfriend guys that used to scream respectame in Spanish, like respect me. He was from New York. He was American, but he would scream at people in the street. If they didn't walk, you know, around him, they'd walk straight through him. But the thing is in some cultures, this is in Guatemala, you know, you just walk real close to each other. So what, you know, Hey, we're just human. We're just a human family. And Everything's an illusion anyway. And here in Ecuador, it's the same thing. And some people get really irritated because they want that, you know, personal private space. But when you're walking on the street and there's a group of people walking on the street towards you, um, you all kind of blend together into one amalgamation here in Ecuador. And people laugh about it. And everyone says, Buenas tardes. Oh, this me, la 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 la. You know, it's just like it's just the sweetest little, and you have a good laugh. You might stop and have a chat and talk with them, and then you go on your merry way. You know, but in the United States, you you look down, you look hard, you don't look anyone in the eye, and you walk around them like there's a giant bubble of protection around them. You know, so it's like a much different culture, and you know, so it's kind of weird. But anyway. He used to scream, respect me, respect me. And he'd scream in his relationship to me, respect me, respect me. And scream at my kids, respect me, respect me. My kids are like, I don't fucking respect him. I'm like, I don't fucking respect him either. He sounds like a whiny crybaby asking people to respect him instead of earning that motherfucking respect, right? 
And I was telling my friend, I didn't tell her this, this story, but I was telling her, you know, you need to respect him and honor him. You know, I know you've told him that you appreciate his career, but you've also told him you don't give a shit about his career. You know, it's like mixed signals. You told him that, um, you don't give a shit about his money, but like, you have to understand this is his fortune that he has amassed. This is his money. And it doesn't matter if a man has amassed, you know, $80 million in his life or $10,000. It doesn't matter the amount. What matters is this is my worldly savings. This is what I've been able to amass so far. I'm working on myself. I'm working on my, my kingdom. This is where I'm at. And the last thing they need anyone doing this man, woman, it doesn't matter anyone, you know, whatever you doing, whatever you're working for, the last thing that you need is someone in your face saying, I don't give a shit about that. And, and the first thing you need, well, you need respect and love and honor yourself and the hell with everyone else's opinion. But if, if you have a, a potential romantic partner coming in, you're going to need them on some level, at least to honor and respect the process, honor and respect you for having the money. And, you know, even if it's like six grand, you know, it's like, Oh, well, good. I'm glad you have a little savings. That's nice. Having a little cushion is nice. It's something, you know, so, so let's work on something more. Let's create together, you know? And like I was telling her, like, she was like, I want him to retire. He doesn't have to have all that money. And I was like, you know what? Um, with my twin flame, um, I'm going to help him make more money. He has more money than most people. It's like, he's like in the top whatever, but, um, I'm going to help him build his empire and increase himself because he has a different mindset than someone who makes 20,000 a year. Right. And, and I know that his mindset is, I want to increase what I've got. He gives a lot, a lot, a lot of money to charity. He gives more money to charity every year that, than most people make in a typical career yearly. So, um, you know, I, I want to help him make more money so we can give more money away and we can do better in society. And I know if I give him this idea, he's gonna be like, holy shit, that's amazing. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. So when I meet my guy, I'm not going to say, I don't give a shit about you or your career or anything you've done ever. And fuck you. I don't need you. And I don't, I, you know, I want you sometimes, but if you're going to do this, I don't, you know, like, holy shit, man. It's so combative. It's combative. It's so negative. It's so like, in your face, aggressive, you know, it's all this anger out of nowhere. And it's like, dude, like when my guy comes into my life, I'm going to be like, so I know you are really successful, but I have some ideas where we could tweak it just a little bit. I found out some ideas. I have some, some, some plans that we can implement. We don't have to, I don't care if you veto it, but I want to show you an idea that I have for you. And if we do this idea, you're going to double or triple your yearly income with like just minimal work, like two months worth of work every year. And we could do it in your downtime or whatever. And that's what I'm going to tell him. But I want to be a part of it. I want to help you amass more so that we can leave more for the kids. We can leave more for charity. We can have that cushion in case we need it. We can, you know, help donate for disaster relief or whatever. I want to be there with you at your side. 
I want to be with you in your world. I'm not asking you to give up everything to come to me in my narrow, tiny little bullshit world. Like, come on. The only thing I'm going to ask him to keep in my world is um, my cat. The rest, I don't, you know, one way or the other. Hey, I've got a favorite coffee cup, you know. And I got a hoodie I like, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't care if he wants to buy me all new clothes or help me set up a business so I could buy all new clothes for myself. Whatever he wants to do with me. I don't know. If he wants me to, you know, give him ideas and write for him and do things for him, hey. If he's going to allow me to have my own career, I've got other projects that have nothing to do with him going that um, I think he's going to appreciate and love. Um, besides this podcast, I have things going on, you know, and I think he's going to be the kind of person to be very supportive and very loving. And if I'm supportive and loving to him, he will be supportive and loving to me. If I will try to help protect his wealth, he will protect me in his life. He's going to want to keep me by his side because every day I'm going to tell him how great he is. I'm going to look past the minor flaws that are minor. And I'm going to have a gentle and calm conversation about the the other flaws that we need to address. I see this thing happening. I see it could be a problem later down the line. I don't like it. And I think we should talk about it. If it makes me feel this way and I need to understand what is actually happening. Right. You know, it's like everything is in your language skills. You know, if you don't have the right language skills to, you know, uh, you know, there's a way to create value and worth in your partner. I mean, not of their own, but I mean, there's a way for you to present yourself so that they start to see and feel and know on an intuitive level your own value and your own worth is you don't need to tell people respect me. I'm valuable. You need to be respectful and respect yourself. And they're going to have the subconscious clue coming through. Oh, I need to respect the hell out of her. I need to respect him. I do respect him. Look at him. Look how he's so nice to everyone. He treats everyone so great. I mean, that, that scares me a little because I'm not as nice as him. I need to be better. He makes me want to do better because I respect him. You know, it's that kind of thing. So if you have a partner that is constantly screaming at you, or if you're that partner constantly making demands and saying shit, yeah, there's a lot of memes. Yeah. I know my value. I know my worth. I get that. It's true. You should. And if you just say it and give it lip service or make it an affirmation, it still don't make it true. You have to make it true for yourself. You have to find your value to yourself. You have to find your value to others. You have to find your own worth, your own self-worth. Like I, um, was asking, um, $300. I'm still asking $300 for a reading and It's not just, I shuffle cards a few times, flip them over and read from a book. Okay. When I do a reading for somebody, I'm channeling God directly. It's a very unique skill. You know, I telepath with people's people, you know, that died. Um, I get flashes of intuition and I interpret the scene and I, 
you know, will ask specific questions of divine and of their higher self. And at the same time, I'm giving, I'm hooking them up to the fifth dimensional healing grid. I'm sending them Reiki. I'm doing Ho'oponopono for 24 hours for them. I'm, you know, it's like, it's a lot of shit that I do behind the scenes that they don't even know that I don't even mention, you know, in any one of these things would probably be worth 50 bucks, you know, but when you put it all together, I'm only charging 300, but it's probably worth more like 1500, $2,000, you know, like with all of the, I mean, imagine somebody praying for your ass for 24 hours a day for one whole day. And you paid them $10 an hour, it's $240 for that one alone. But I'm an archangel and I have that Christ consciousness within me to a point where I have utilized it to do things in the material world that nobody else, I've never met anyone that can do this stuff. You know, if your other tarot card reader has stopped a tsunami and an earthquake, by all means, pay them the 20 bucks. Let's see how good they do for you. But you know, like I'm, I'm just saying that I have more of an intense energy. I am in, I'm really, um, connected. I've been cultivating this shit for 36 years. You know, like I, uh, you know, I had someone like kind of complain about how much I'm charging and I'm like, I'm not charging according to your budget. I'm charging according to my ability. In fact, I'm not charging nearly enough, but I'm trying to be reasonable here. You could go for a half hour for 150, but if you can't afford me, save up. If you want just a basic reading, Hey, you know, tarot.com. I mean, Hey, five bucks, you'll get a basic reading, you know, and it might be good enough. I don't know. Buy your own cards for, you know, 20 bucks. Buy used cards on eBay for five bucks. I mean, hey, there are other ways, you know, there are other ways to get it done. But, um, you know, don't come at me and say that I'm not charging correctly according to your pocketbook, right? I'm charging according to my own value, my own worth. And that's how I create it for myself. Like people were paying me money, like that was just so very little that I was like, fuck, I don't even have time for this shit. Like on a subconscious level, my mind's like, yeah, I don't even think so. And, um, somebody wrote me and said, look, I'll pay you $300, get done by tomorrow. I was so enthusiastic about it. That's how it got it all started. It's her fault. <laughs> it's her fault. My price went up 75 bucks. I'm like, eh, I th- I'm just gonna send their money back. I just, it's like, I can barely be bothered, but $300. Yeah. Okay. That makes, that makes more sense for me. You know, if people think that I'm full of myself, okay, fine. Go find a Ho'oponopono practitioner. Go find a Reiki practitioner. Go find somebody who has literally built a grid around the planet with a thousand other light workers. You know, go find um, another person who's going to pray on your behalf in the courts of heaven. Go find somebody who can discuss you with God and hear God's voice about you. You know, go find somebody who can talk to your higher self and your guardian angel. Go find all these separate people. Go find 10 people that do what I do in a 24 hour period. And, you know, tell me how much it's going to cost you. You know, 
I am a Reiki master. And I have been doing, I, I've been doing Reiki, oh God, since before my uh, 22-year-old was born. So like 23, 24 years, something like that. And I've been a Reiki master officially and teacher since, you know, all the way certified since, oh, Oh, 2012, I think. Maybe 2013, actually. I think it was 2013. But um, the thing is, when you do Reiki, they tell you, you channel energy for a few minutes and then you stop the flow. And when I do Reiki, guys, I flow... 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And with the exception of, was it two days, three days, two days. And how many years? Eight more, more than 10, more than 12, more than 11, well, 12 years. So for the past 12 years, I have been flowing Reiki energy from my entire body, not just my hands into the ground for 12 years. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And the energy is flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing through me to the point where when my friend said it was, it was kind of a hot day and he wished it would cool down. I said a prayer for five seconds. And that night they got snow in a place where they don't get snow. I mean, it's according to my ability that I charge what I charge. Right. And I don't need to justify this ship to anyone, but you have to understand when I pray to God, when I pray, when I say anything, it freaking comes true. If I say the wrong thing, it comes true. It's like, Oh shit. Shouldn't have said that. Oops. Damn. My word is becoming bond in the universe. I'm noticing that. That's why when I walk through anywhere, I'm God bless that person, make that person's dreams come true. God Um, you know, bless her with her, you know, with her health. So she feels better. God bless this sweet little boy that nothing, um, you know, befalls him where he can't fulfill his dreams. Bless him that all of his dreams come true, you know, bless his dad so that he always stays kind and good hearted and, and good natured and, and bless his mom that she's always safe and protected and loved. I mean, these are the kinds of prayers I walk through town saying, and as I'm doing this, I have dogs that are normally really like dangerous coming up and just walking with me. Man, I've seen the same dogs when they didn't notice me yet going after another dog, going after a human barking. I've, I've seen situations like that for years. It's like these dogs just want to pick a fight and they have an attitude. They see me and they're like, oh, hey, what's up? They see it in my aura that I heal dogs, that I love dogs. I love animals. You know, um, I've had cats run and jump into my arms from the ground up into my arms randomly. I've had people say, you know, I walk into their house and their cat comes racing from the other room to jump in my arms and hug me. And they say, oh my God, my cat hates everybody. What's happening? I've had people say that about their dads too. My dad doesn't like anybody. He hates everybody. My dad can't stop talking about you, you know? It's like, I know everybody loves me because I love them back, right? 
So it's just who I am. But in, but the thing is, you've got to cultivate your inner love for yourself and your inner love for other people. And, you know, if you're trying to have a partnership, a love relationship with somebody, you have to be their comfort and solidarity in a storm. And if they're not giving you a reason to be that, then maybe it's time to move on. Or maybe it's time to adjust your little attitude, adjust the sails on your boat turn this boat around and like go with the flow instead of against the current. I mean, I literally, I like sent my friend a fucking book today. I sent her like 10 messages and they were massive. It's like when a Virgo gets serious, it's like a fucking book. I sent her like 10 voice messages and the longest one is like 15 minutes. (laughs) Some of them were only five minutes. Most of them were like four or five, six minutes. One was like eight or nine, you know, but still I, I was just like, look, I'm because I'm your friend. And I mean, like the end, I was like, you interrupt me every fucking time we talk, every fucking time we talk, I try to tell you something important to me because it's been you for like an hour. And then at the end, you're like, oh, I got to go now. And I'm like, but I wanted to talk about my thing now. Cause we're friends. And then, okay, shoot. Okay, go ahead. And you act impatient with me. And then you interrupt me halfway through a sentence. You don't get my meaning. And now we're back to you on your topic. I hope you're not doing this to your your potential partner. He's not going to feel heard, not going to feel seen, not going to feel loved, not going to feel honored, not going to feel respected. And that's what you've done to him. You make him feel like shit. He's probably going to run back to the ex who's love bombing him right now because her shit's all put together. She knows how to manipulate him. She's been doing it for 10 years. You know, where's that going to leave you? She's the beauty. You're the beast in the situation. Become the beauty for yourself. Don't sit around going, I'm this and I'm that. That's a fucking ego trip, man. Become humble, become quiet. Become willing to listen and learn about the other person. You know, um, usually a person, I'm not going to say man, but, you know, it applies to a lot of heteronormative cisgendered men, but it might apply to you as well. So we're not going to say whatever gender or whatever. When somebody is working on something, and this is true for everybody, when someone's working on something, a business or a project or a dream. And then you come along and say, or, you know, or your partner or your potential partner comes along and says to you, I don't give a shit about that. All I care about is you. It's like, Oh, but I'm putting my heart, my soul, me into the screenplay, into the movie I'm filming into this, massive piece of art. I'm putting me into this song, into this album. I'm putting me, my heart, my soul into this house I'm building, whatever the project is. And you say, you don't give a shit about it. What I hear, because for me, especially I take inferences. I hear that you don't give a shit about me. You know, you say you want to, you know, do something with somebody 
and then they give you an idea and then you roll right, steamroll right on over them, flatten their ass like a pancake so they know we're doing it this way. You know, I've seen a lot. My mom used to do that shit to her husband a lot. Made him feel like he was two inch tall little boy. Like I could see it. Like I would visibly see his face. Like it's like, I think his face grew 10 new wrinkles today with the way she fucking treated him. I would see him literally shrink a couple inches after she berated him and belittled him and emotionally and psychologically abused the shit out of him for like hours. You know, and, and, and then at the end of all that shit, she would say, I love you. And he wouldn't even fucking look at her. You know, I would either. Do you, do you though? Did I deserve all that shit? You didn't make that turn. You didn't make that turn. Oh my God. (laughs) You're so stupid. What an idiot. Everyone knows you're supposed to make that turn that right. It's like, dude, you can't go around the fucking block. You know, you can't make the next right and just go an extra block. The scenic route, whatever. Everything in this world happens for a reason. If you have to berate your partner at every turn or every non-turn that they're supposed to take, I mean, it, it, it just ruins everything. It ruins the relationship. It ruins the trust. It ruins the confidence in them. It ruins the honor and the respect and it ruins people's self-esteem and it ruins their, um, everything, you know, it just makes them not want to even be on earth anymore. Not even want to be in this world anymore or this realm. It makes them not want to have a relationship again after they dump your fucking ass, you know, like this is just how it is. And if someone is treating you like this and you're the good one in the relationship that understands all this shit, you need to start explaining it to them. And if they cannot, if they're narcissists, you just got to leave. They don't love you. No, they don't love anyone. They don't even love themselves. But if you're with somebody who's not a narcissist or sociopath, thank God you'll never be with the psychopath because they don't, they don't get in. They can't form personal bonds. If they say they're a psychopath and they form a personal bond with you, it's not, it, it, they're not that they might be a narcissist, but, or a sociopath, but not a, anyway, uh, you know, if you're, if you're with somebody who's doing this shit to you, you know, you need to work it out or get out, you know, knowing your value, knowing your worth is more than a bitchy saying on Instagram. It's more than a funny meme on TikTok, even though, you know, we all laugh about it and go, yeah, but it's true. You know, um, the reality is calling yourself a king or a queen and then screaming about everything else out of control emotionally. What that shows to me is a person who's hurt. It shows to me a person who's unable to, um, monitor their moods and emotions it shows me someone who has not dealt with their shit. It shows me someone who's not healthy yet emotionally. They haven't healed from hurt and anger from something in their past yet. It shows me someone not ready to commit. Not really. 
even if they're in a relationship that's been going on 10, 12, 14 years, they're not ready to relate to another person. So they don't. So I'm just, it's like, I've been really heartbroken by some of the shit I've heard this person say to their supposed one true love. I'm like, why are you giving this man an ultimatum? Oh, gee, I can't wait to race on across, you know, the world to be with you because I don't want to get in trouble with you, mommy. You know, like shit, that doesn't make anyone feel good. Forcing somebody to do shit. I told her you need to start like seducing him gently. Oh, I wish you were going to be here, you know, on my birthday. But if you're not, I'm going to have cake by myself. Or I might go out. There's a really nice bar. I have some friends I can call. Maybe I'll, I'll probably do it upright. Probably do some things. Yeah, I wish you were here though. I mean, that would make it complete. At least I'd have someone to cuddle with and smooch with at the end of the night, baby. I would love to be with you. I'd love to see you the last thing at the end of the night on my birthday as my head hits that pillow and I fall fast asleep in your arms. That would be the icing on the cake of my life. That's what I want don't even need to buy me a present because all I really want is you, babe. That's it. That's how I talk. You guys, this is how I am genuinely in a relationship with someone, right? It's how I've always been when they deserve it. You know, (laughs) it's always according to how they honor, respect me. And if they don't, they don't get the good me. You know, if you don't love me at my worst, you don't deserve me my best, but I also don't put my worst first. <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to get at, I guess, tonight. It's just, don't put your worst first. <laughs> and by the way, fix your worst. <laughs> fix your worst so you know your self-worth and you don't have to tell anybody about it. But you're radiating beauty, calm, peaceful energy will create value to your person. It will create value to all the people and all the relationships around you. It increases your worth in everybody else's opinion. Even if they don't consciously think about it, you know, they're going to be like, Oh man, this person, like, I can't stand it when they're not here. They make my life feel so calm, so peaceful. They're so gentle and sweet. You know, or they, they make me laugh. They're kind of rambunctious and they always kind of kick my ass and get me out of bed on time. And, you know, they're always there for me and they, they, they push me to my limits. They push me to the brink so that I have become a great person. You know, those are the things you want people to talk about. Those are what, how you want to be described. Imagine at your funeral, how people going to act. Are they going to even go? How are they going to describe you? You know, how do you want people to describe you at your funeral? Now go backwards and create that person. And if you can't because you're broken, fucking fix yourself. 
go to therapy, do what it takes with every fiber of your being, put yourself in a better place mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically do what it takes. And I mean, I know physically I'm here like uh, in this horrible place, but I'm actually starting to appreciate where I'm at. And I realized that that's part of my law of attraction that I was, um, missing was appreciating where I'm at. It's not the apartment's fault. So I shouldn't be angry at it anymore. You know, I shouldn't be calling it ugly because that probably makes my apartment feel sad. Probably makes me feel sad. Probably makes my cat sad. I don't need to vibrate that negative energy out. So it vibrates it back to me. What you put out comes back to you threefold. So what kind of laundry you want to be folding? Old ass dirty laundry that you haven't washed since three relationships ago? Or do you want to be folding fresh, downy, soft, (laughs) beautiful, smelling like a, a, a fresh field of daisies or something? You know, what do you want? You want a beautiful, you know, your, what's your baggage going to be filled with? Maybe you don't have bags anymore, right? Maybe, you know, maybe the only bags you have is under your eyes. You know, I don't know. And you got to fix that too. You know, do better, commit to do better for yourself, but also for those around you. Make your life better. Make the life around other people better. Do better, be better. If you don't know how, I mean, Queer Eye, okay? Go to Netflix, watch Queer Eye for the straight guy. I'm serious. I mean, they will tell you head to toe everything you need to know. Spiritual stuff and, and, and uh, philosophy. And it's it's serious. They, they're, they It is a good place to start. <clears throat> but also see a therapist, you know? Um, there's no shame and no blame in that game. But when you're blaming somebody else who doesn't even live with you, you've never met in person for all of your problems, you make me feel this and you make me feel that. No, they don't. You fucking choose to feel that way. Sorry. Are they your emotions or do they belong to another human being? (laughs) You're choosing to feel those emotions. You're choosing to act irrationally. You're choosing the negative shit. So start choosing the positive shit. (laughs) You know? Start choosing you. Start choosing the good stuff now. Treat your partner well. And if you're, you know, you're the one that already does that, then you got to evaluate the situation, but teach them how. Maybe they don't have good coping skills or good coping mechanism. Teach them how, you know, figure it out together. There's relationship workbooks. There's cool shit out there. You know, it is what it is, but there you go. All right, let's get to it. What's up in space? We go to spaceweather.com for news and information about the sun, earth environment. So here we go. The current solar wind speed is 313, woo, angel number, 313.2 kilometers per second. The Leonid meteor shower is underway, just started today. It'll be peaking on Saturday, so woo, baby. The uh, sunspots facing us are stable and quiet, which is good. We're on sunspot number 85. And the sun changed from what it looked like when I saw it, the way I described it in my mind's eye. (laughs) Yesterday, it it did change. It's wild. 
bit changed. Anyway, we do have coronal holes and we're going to get, okay, on Saturday and um, on Sunday, we're going to get like maybe two or three winds, solar winds slamming us. So all weekend, basically, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, according to NASA's all sky cameras and the all sky fireball network, there were eight fireballs of the United States today. And, uh, let's see, six were sporadic Two were, um, oh, I need my glasses. Northern towards, I almost said the Southern towards that wasn't right. Northern towards and the, uh, cosmic radiation news from Ulu, Finland, University of Ulu, they uh, said uh, the Soden Kyology Physical Observatory. Um, hey guys, uh, <laughs> it, the neutron counts are elevated today. We're at 3.8% of the cosmic uh, space age average. And in the past 48 hours, it's gone up by 0.1%. Next week, go Shimon Resonance News coming out of Italy at disclosurenews.it. And the big, bad, beautiful number is 37. Woo, 37 hertz frequency. Baseline is normally 7.83 hertz. Although, I did hear someone say the other day, the baseline is 12 something hertz. And I thought that would be about right. Except in Italy. (laughs) Anyway, um, it's different in every city and every area. So, if you don't live in Italy, it's not affecting you as much as you think it is. Um, But, so that's why we go to these other six uh, that we have available to us so at the 2300 hour on monday november 14th according to heartmath.org and the heartmath institute this is where the schumann resonances powers were uh at that time on monday the 14th so here we go halului south africa and hofu saudi arabia are both at zero hertz frequency california was at 89 hertz frequency Lithuania was at 131 hertz frequency, which also might be an angel number, maybe 131. That's similar to 313. In fact, it's the very opposite of 313. Okay, now I'm going to go look this up later. (laughs) Alberta, Canada was at 115 hertz frequency. And last but not least, Northland, New Zealand, they were at 68 hertz frequency. All right, guys, I'm going to take a quick break and we're going to talk a little bit more about relationships, but a different aspect uh, when we come back after this itty-bitty musical ditty. got my cup of herbal echinacea immune tea and I'm ready got my fake ass fireplace going <laughs> it's literally a video of a fireplace on YouTube <laughs> it just makes me feel psychologically better it makes me happy I wish I had an actual fireplace wherever the hell I live I want a fireplace <laughs> I did not have um, a fireplace in Detroit and I ended up buying this really cool thing off Amazon for 60 bucks and I bought this gel fuel and it's it's a fireplace but you can hang it on your wall and I put these old gel fuel canisters in there and just you open it up and you light it and it just burns down for four and a half hours and so you have like 
you know, you could burn one, two or three canisters and it actually warms the place about one degree. I mean, in Michigan, it doesn't do shit, honestly, but it made me feel psychologically better. I felt like, all right, as long as this fire's burning, I'm, I'm okay. I'm in a beautiful, like luxurious place, you know, Hey, my neighbors saw it one day and freaked out so much. They're like, I thought your bedroom was on fire. I'm like, I put a fireplace on my wall. And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? And I told them what it is. They're like, damn, that's such a cool thing. They're like, I don't like fire though. I don't want to fire my room. (laughs) Might give me my nightmares. I'm like, for me, it's a calm, comforting thing. I mean, for 10 years, I lived in the California forest where it got pretty cold at night. And one, one of my favorite memories is my husband, um, making sure that we were going to be warm all night long by building a perfect fire with a mix of woods. And, and we like studied this shit, you know, what, you know, the science of it. Like if we needed a a fire to burn for eight to 10 hours, we knew what wood to use. If we needed a fire to burn extremely hot, but it would burn out fast. We knew what you know, if it was very cold, you know, so we, we had it down to a science. We'd always get three to four different kinds of wood delivered in the summertime when it was cheap. Then we'd have ourselves a fire. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoy the ASMR of the fire in the background. I hope you can hear it. It's going to turn up. <laughs> you know, when you're in a room with an actual fire, you can't be like, honey, can you turn the sound of the fire up? <laughs> My kids think I'm crazy that I like this, but I, it's just so beautiful. And if you turn the, um, if you ever look at one of these and you turn the, um, fire down very, very low as far as how fast it displays. And then you pause it every couple seconds, you'll see little fire beings dancing around in the fire. I've taken many pictures of it. It's crazy. Like there the fire when it burns down it's telling a story and there's little um beings that they dance around and they show scenes they tell the story and part of me thinks it might be from the history of the forest where you live or where the wood came from you know and it might be ancient ancient stories that that are embedded in the land and i always felt like it was there's something special and magical about the fire. You know, it's this primal, primal energy. Anyway, here we go. Uh, speaking of primal energies, how do you deal with low vibe, negative roommates? And these roommates, it could be your husband and kids. <laughs> Doesn't have to be, you know, roommates. It could be you know, the person you love and living with them. It could be uh, roommates. It could be your family. Uh, but I have, not only have I been approached by people recently having issues with their relationships, their romantic partnerships, but also I've been having um, a lot of complaints and, and stories have come my way from people that are just having the worst time with people who are 
absolutely asleep spiritually, not even remotely awake, not even remotely, you know, positive or compassionate or or kind or loving or thoughtful. Thoughtfulness counts for a fuck of a lot in this world. And it seems to be in such rare supply. You know, when you find someone who's truly uh, thoughtful, it's actually a rare gem in this world. It really, truly seems to be that way. You know, people could be nice, but and friendly, but that doesn't always mean that they're thoughtful and actually kind and compassionate, you know, like, um, you know, like an example of this is when you, um, or when I, when I go to like the grocery store and I, I come home with two weeks worth of groceries and I've been doing this once a month for 18 months. So 18 times I've had three taxi drivers carry my stuff up the stairs that's it. Three out of 18. So it's one sixth of the taxi drivers will actually carry my stuff upstairs. They don't expect anything, but if you give them a tip, they take it. Cause obviously, you know, but I always give like 25 cents to like 50 cents because it wasn't part of the deal. You know, I'll do it for 50 cents. You know, no one says that. <laughs> You know, even if they'd say the do for a dollar, I'd be like, no, I need my exercise. But, you know, for 50 cents, I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, it's fine. I don't know why. It's just 50 cents to me seems to be the appropriate. It's like for a man who has a lot of upper body strength and they don't have metal rods in their legs and they can walk up the stairs quickly and it only takes them like one minute to get up the stairs. Yeah, it's like a 50 cent job. It's like, come on. But for me, you know, I metal rods in my legs and, you know, I have a hard time breathing and with asthma and allergies at times and carrying these heavy, heavy groceries, it's hard for me. And for me to uh, carry these up the stairs, it's like sometimes five or six trips. It's a lot of groceries, $60 worth of groceries. And it's like five or six trips. It's awesome. I love living here. It's a lot of food for that uh, little amount of money. But I remember spending $200 on five bags of groceries. They were quite easy, unfortunately, to carry in. I mean, hardly any food for $200 from Whole Foods. Um, And I do that once a month with my kids back in the day. But, um, yeah, I just... I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of you, a lot of people that actually listen to the show and people are just like, fuck, these people are just, you know, that I live with. And one, one person says, I moved back in with my parents and my two younger siblings. You know, I'm an adult. I've been on my own for five years, but you know, after the pandemic and running out of money and not being able to find or keep a a decent job and I just struggling and it's just like, fuck, and I got to move back home and oh my God, they're so negative. What do I do? How do I navigate the waters of this shit? You know, I love them, but oh my God, I wish I never had to come back. I now remember why I left, you know, and I had another um, friend say um, she was moving out and her roommates or, I mean, she was living there and staying there, but her roommates who were moving out decided to 
sublet their room for the rest of the lease to somebody else. And the new somebody else ended up being non-spiritual, very, very judgmental, closed-minded Christian person who's extremely negative and had spirit attachments and a lot of crap, you know, just crappy energy, dark, like almost a black aura. And another uh, one of you contacted me recently and said that you, you're not only you're living in a funky ass place, like my place, like where things are just not fucking done. It's not up to code. I mean, if an inspector came around, I'd have to move out because this place is not remotely safe or legal to live. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just, it's like I, every day that I live through it, I'm grateful (laughs) because, um, there are times that I think I'm not going to wake up because of how bad this place is, all the dangers, you know, um, I don't want to go into it, but anyway, and she said, so she's living in a super funky place and her roommate was very negative and very, um, closed minded and closed off spiritually and, and just like talking shit about people all the time, complaining about shit all the time. And then she invited a friend of hers to come and live with them without asking. And this person was even more closed minded and even more rude and more negative. And she said she saw them walking one day and like one of them had uh, footprints that left like a pattern of uh, blue energy. And then the more negative one left footprints that were a pattern of black energy, just like thick glue, gooey black energy. And she says, what the hell does that mean? I'm like, it means your third eye's working. <laughs> I don't know what that means at all, but that is creepy. I'm like, you've been doing your mushrooms, right? (laughs) That you start to see that kind of shit when you do mushrooms, you know, ceremonial, ceremonial, ceremoniously, I guess. I want to say ceremonially. I don't know if that's even a word. Maybe I just made up a new word. Anyway. Oh, it's 11, 11 on the timer. Ha, hot to damn. Love that. Okay. So all these people and, and somebody else said, that they were living and somebody else actually called me or I mean, well wrote me and said that she's living with her very negative husband and her children are a delight, but they're very haunted and they think there might be demons and a portal to hell in the bedroom. They don't use. And that's why they don't use it because it is scary as hell. It's like the whole house might have a certain temperature, that room has a colder temperature. That wall is like freaking ice, even in the summer. And it's really freaking scary. So in all of these situations, I've been having to assess what's going on. Where do we start? What do we do? How do we begin? And in all of the situations, I have noticed that these people are, uh, first and foremost, they are afraid of the situation to one extent or another. In the case of some of the roommates, it's like, I'm annoyed, I'm irritated, I'm also afraid, I don't want that shit coming back on me. You know, but in the case with the ghosts and possibly the portal to hell in the in the house, it's like, I'm fucking terrified at night, you know? And this is, and this is like from somebody who doesn't mind a haunted house, and she herself is a witch, and she's very, it's very easy for her, her work, to work with these energies. But when she's in the house, there's like a block 
a spell on the house. So when you're in it, you can't fix it. And she's like, I don't know what the fuck to do. You know, and when her husband's outside of that house, he's very sweet and loving. When he's in that home, he wants to drink and throw shit and be rude and abusive. You know, and it's scary. She's like, fuck, I don't want to leave him. He's my twin flame. I love this guy. But I mean, you know, when we lived in another place, if he came home from drinking with the boys, he would be like lovey-dovey and sweet and everything would be fine. But just this house, he's got like a spirit attachment or some shit, right? So I was looking at all of these kinds of situations um, this week, and I'm like, you know, oh, I just looked, it was 13.33 on the timer. Woo, baby. <laughs> We're really hitting the angel numbers today. Hello, Knowledge Ravenspell, by the way. Hey, I heard you meow at me, girl. I think she was kind of gently demanding a kiss from me. But now she's eating, so hopefully she's not sublimating her her emotions there, but... She's been a very sweet cat, but very distant for two days. I don't know what she's going through, but I think she's angry because I gave her a bath two days in a row. (laughs) And one she didn't even get to go outside for, but she laid on something that smelled funky. And I had had to give her a little scrub down with a little baby wipe. And she was, she was, she was kind of pissed, kind of pissed at me. She purred a little bit when I was, you know, because it was like her mommy giving her a bath, but poor baby. (laughs) If you all want to send her a little love, and (laughs) that might help her. All right, so here, I got my little echinacea tea. I want to drink it while it's hot. So this is the thing. Um, In all of the situations, this is what I told the people to do. And this is what I'm going to tell you to do. So if you have your own room, thank God for that. All right. And hopefully you have your own bathroom as well. But if you don't, you know, if you still are in a situation, um, the number one thing that you could do right now is you go get a pair of scissors and you open them and you put them underneath your bed to cut to cut any cords or ties or energy or negative spells people are trying to send your way, it just cuts that shit just energetically. And say it out loud. This these this pair of scissors will cut any cords, any ties, any nonsense that people are sending my way. It's just going to cut through bad spells, bad intentions, and curses. Intentional or unintentional. This will cut through the evil eye. And you can do that right now. It's the fastest, easiest thing. Uh, We've talked about egg magic in the past. You can put egg in every corner, absorb the negative energy in your room, throw the eggs out gently when the trash man comes um, the following week or whatever. And if it's still negative, keep doing it. Do it again and again until your room feels really good. Another thing that you can do when um, you have negative, low-vibe people around you, when those people are out of the house, go into their room, if you can, and their closets, and write with a marker or a pencil 
or a pen, just, you know, any instrument, write the four words or the four phrases of the Ho'oponopono process. So, you know, somewhere where they're not going to see it. It could be, you know, on top of a high shelf or, you know, when you walk into the closet and you turn and it's like on the wall that is, um, you know, when you, you walk into a closet and you know, you turn to the right or the left and then it's the wall behind you. Right. So it's just where they can't see it somewhere where they can't see it. You, You write, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Okay. Um, underneath their, uh, dresser drawers, you could pull out their dresser drawers, um, or underneath their, um, nightstand drawers, whatever furniture, if they have wooden furniture, you can, um, you know, write these four phrases underneath their wooden furniture. If you don't have the ability to lift it or you're going to get caught because they're only going to be out for a couple seconds, you could write this on a piece of paper and put, um, some tape under, you know, uh, you know, add, you know, like double-sided tape or take some very sticky tape. That's not going to fall in a day or two and get it to stick or adhere to the bottom of their bed or the bottom of their, um, dresser or the bottom of their chairs whatever furniture they've got in that room, try to get all of it. Grid their room with, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Don't get caught because you're going to look like a freak, (laughs) but I'm telling you this is going to work. Okay. You can make them a piece of art for their room in their favorite colors with their favorite style. And on the back of the canvas, right? I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. You can, um, let's see what else would, you know, you could put it embedded around, you know, inside the art itself or around the edges as well. So, okay. Uh, do this underneath the family dining table underneath each chair that people sit on. If you could, get away with it. If they don't have little kids or animals that will grab the stuff. Okay. Um, otherwise write it with like a Sharpie or something, uh, patio furniture outside, you know, any place where you can write these phrases, do it. Another thing you might want to do is if you've got the money, go get like a giant selenite wand. I used to have a really gorgeous, um, bunch of, I had a bunch of them, crystal candle holders, and they were massive. They were like almost as big as my head. And then they had a hole carved out of the top and you could put many different sizes of candles from a tea light on up to a big honking, you know, going to last a three, four months type of candle. Right? So it's, so it makes it practical, but also this beautiful, beautiful piece of crystal, or you could just get them a regular crystal, but selenite or black tourmaline, um, these, and you can't wet these. You've got to, they are self cleaning. So you can't say, 
Well, you got to cleanse your crystal in the moonlight. Yeah, they're going to be like, fuck off, dude. Especially if they're negative. And especially if they don't believe in this shit and they think you're a kook anyway. Just say, this is going to help you um, with whatever goal they think they've got, you know. This is just a good luck, you know, on your, you know, CPA exam or whatever the shit, you know. Don't you have to tell them the real reason that, you know, that's kind of black tourmaline will take out their negative energy and put back positive energy into the room. Uh, selenite, uh, just absorbs negativity and transmutes it into positivity as well. So, and it puts it back on the room. So it, they're like vacuum cleaners for, um, the room. Meow, meow. And you could, you know, find an occasion. Christmas is coming up. <laughs> Oh, look, I, I just went to this natural mineral store. I thought that you guys would like it. Oh, I got this one for you because it's black and it's your favorite color. <laughs> black like your black, black heart. It's a lump of coal. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. Don't say those things. <laughs> I'm teasing. But if you could say, well, you know, hey, I got this. Uh, I th- Meow, meow, love you. You know, or I got this white one. It was just so beautiful when the light, you know, catches it. It's really beautiful pretty and just don't get them wet you don't have to take care of them you know it's it's nothing like that nothing weird you know it's just a pretty rock basically it's just a mineral you know and and if you can get away with it if you could put a small one of these in every corner of their room maybe in every corner of their bed in the their window sills that might be something Another thing you can do if you've got the house to yourself for a day, two days, a weekend, if you're that lucky, you can sage the fuck out of that place and you can spray it with, um, uh, okay, well, we'll talk about this for in a minute, but we're gonna, okay. Sage the place. So put in a pan, if you don't have an abalone shell, you do the, the sweet grass, sage, cedar, if you've got it, or just sage, if you have it, whatever you've got to cleanse it out. Not, you know, if they're very negative, you don't want to do only, um, like a stick of incense, right? If it's just, you know, like you living in a place, maybe a stick of incense is all you need for like a couple seconds. Like for me, that's all I need. But, um, sometimes I need something stronger and I've got, and for that, I've got this, um, um, sal sand hollow, but I'm kind of allergic to it. So I have a tendency to not use it as much anymore, but you just sage the fuck out of their place, get their closets definitely smudged out, get there, um, and get the Febreze behind it. And I'm going to teach you how to make Febreze with holy water in it in a minute. But, um, <laughs> like seriously, like <laughs> we're going to exercise those demons one way or the other. Right. So <laughs> holy water, man, holy water for breeze. So you, um, so you sage the place out, you start the closets, you start the far end away from the door. And you just, when you seal the room, you seal the door, start at the bottom or start at the top and go to the bottom and just say, and once you, and you, and you while you're walking through the rooms, you say, out loud. I would, if you, if there are any spirits, any negative thought forms, any spirit attachments, any ghosts, any demons, any one who's here with ill intent or ill wishes, 
I am asking you now to leave in the name of Jesus the Christ. Or you could say in the name of Buddha. Or you could say in the name of Yeshua. Or in the name of Saint Germain. Whoever you want to name. In the name of Prime Creator himself. I'm asking you to leave now. And then you say, do not find your home in me or in anyone else. I seal this room in the name of Sananda, or I seal this room in the name of Lord Krishna. I seal this room in the name of Paramahansa Yogananda. So whatever, whoever you want to do this in the name of it, you know, saging in the name of do, 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 saging in the name of, okay, sorry. I just can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> when ADHD takes a fun turn. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, and you just, so you go in the farthest room and you work your way towards the door. You do every single place, bathroom, inside the toilet, behind the toilet, the nooks and crannies of a place. And if you have three days, because it's got to, it's going to take a while to clear that energy and that smell out. And then that's where the Febreze comes. And we're going to do that next. So you got to do shit in layers, right? So you do the whole house and you seal the front door with it. So now you're like, thank God. And you make sure you leave a window or you leave the door open so that these spirits, these entities, these beings that are being smoked out of their holes, (laughs) like gophers, you're throwing them outside you know, and stay out, you know, do not find your home in me or in anyone else that lives here, including the bats. Thank you. In the name of Sananda, Lord Krishna, Buddha, the name of all that is holy and good, including prime creator and all the ascended masters of planet earth in the name of Gaia, <laughs> you know, so what, you know, you, you'd be creative with it to what fits you and your lifestyle, whether you're a witch, whether you're a Christian in the name of Muhammad, praise and blessings be upon him in the name of Allah. Okay. So you do that. And now you got to go for breeze the shit out of the place. Cause you've just stunk up everyone's clothes and they're going to know you're in their room. <laughs> I totally set you up. Okay, at least you didn't really actually do it in the time you're listening to this. So the next thing you do is you make the Febreze, but you make holy water Febreze. (laughs) And you might want to make everybody a nice, happy, little personal spray bottle of Febreze. Look what I learned, guys. When you were out, when you, guys, when you were out of the house... I learned on YouTube how to make Febreze and I raced right out and I bought you your own spray bottles to spray everything in your rooms. And I made one for the living room too. <laughs> so you're going to get them to get rid of their own negativity by Febrezing the shit out of the place. And it's going to cost 25 cents for the Febreze per bottle. Even if it's a large bottle. This is fucking clever, right? <laughs> it's kind of funny. 
but you're not going to tell them there's holy water in it. No, 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 you know, and show them the video. Look, yeah, here it is. They're going to think they know all the ingredients in there. They're not going to know all of them, but that's our little secret. You might want to sage out the bottles before you start. That's up to you. It's overkill. You could do that with a little incense anyway. So here goes. This is what you do. Um, if you are a Muslim, I would say the, the Surya of Miriam might be a good one. But there you could look it up online uh, what passages in the Quran or in the Bible or in the Torah are particularly helpful for um, lifting curses, lifting negativity, lifting uh, bad spells against you. All right. So have that handy. And so you make, you can make the holy water first, uh, clean out the coffee pot and just run some water through it. It doesn't have to be fancy. It could be tap water. You could dry it out later, you know, so no one's going to complain about, you know, the non-perfect water being in there, you know, so you're just going to, you know, boil this or you could boil it on stove if you want, but the coffee pot seems to be good. So you get the, uh, the, um, the hand sanitizing anti-COVID, and this is also really good for germs too, by the way, you know, it's good for, to kill COVID. Um, so you get the, I think it's like 70% alcohol and you fill it up like one third of the way in each bottle, but you don't do that yet. You put the holy water, um, I would say, you know, in your, um, coffee pot once you fill it up with the hot water you know just only the hot water um, I would say put a a teaspoon to a tablespoon of uh, sea salt but first hold it in front of your heart and put your intention blow your intention say your intention into the salt which is like little crystals and you can say um you know, whatever it is, you can say a prayer, you could chant over it, peace and harmony, peace and harmony, peace and harmony, peace and harmony. You can recite your favorite holy book, um, reference, you know, whatever, if you want to do that, you can make a spell. If you're a witch, you can, you know, um, God watch over this, this house and make it holy, make the, children happy and the parents uh, at peace bring everybody in this house to a place of harmony something like that and say in in um, your holy name Lord I thank you so mote it be thy will be done right or it is done something like that so you say that prayer with the rock salt in your hand well it doesn't have to be rock salt sorry it's uh, like Himalayan pink salt works, you know, the nice salt. You could do table salt in a pinch, though. That will still work. So it's still a crystal, right? So when you're done, you uh, put that in the coffee pot water, and you stir it up, stir it up, stir it up. And you pour um, in each bottle you do. At the bottom of every bottle, you get your favorite favorite fabric softener. Though, And you could give a different one to different people. So say... 
you know, Billy likes the, the scent of chocolate and you've got chocolate fabric softener. Okay. You make his chocolate and Sally likes hers to be strawberry. You give that one to Sally, but you know, the mom and the dad, they prefer vanilla. Well, you give them the vanilla one for their room. Maybe there's an almond vanilla one or whatever. These are just fabric softeners. You could go to the Dollar Tree and get the fabric softener and you, and you put it the size of like, if it's a really small, uh, container, it's like the size of a dime. If it's a really, really big container, you do it the size of a 50 cent piece or a little, little bit more. It doesn't need a lot. It's just a scent, right? That will make it like, Ooh, this smells really nice. Smells fresh, smells clean, like clean laundry. Everyone loves the, you know, no, no one likes to do laundry, but we all love the scent of clean laundry, right? So what you do is you, um, so after you say this special magical prayer in the water and you stir it up and the salt is dissolved, right? And then you take, you turn the coffee pot off. So the water is now starting to calm down temperature wise. Okay. You just needed it hot to dissolve the salt. So then you, you put the, um, the Febreze scent, which in this case is whatever flavor of your choice that you love fabric softener wise, you put that in the bottom and then you pour the uh, salt water, two thirds of it. You fill the rest of the top with, uh, this rubbing alcohol, not rubbing alcohol, but the 70% hand sanitizing alcohol that kills COVID. And so then you shake that up and you might even want to say another prayer over it, put more love and more intention into it more love, love, peace, peace, harmony, harmony. You know, you might even want to put a symbol, like draw the person's name on it and put a symbol of harmony or peace, like the yin and yang or the, the onk or whatever. I don't know if the onk was a symbol of, but whatever, I think it means long life or something, but whatever will bring peace, confidence, um, to the kids. Um, peace to the adults, you know, the energy of we're never going to fight again. Right. And then you, um, you know, maybe put it in their rooms with a little ribbon or in front of their doors, if they're your roommates. Right. And you, um, or you just have it like, you know, in the common area, look, I got you guys a gift. I made you something. This is so freaking cool. Everyone has their own scent, you know, and then you make your own, or one for the house that you just keep, you know, in the kitchen and, you know, anyone can use it on the couch or whatever. Now go through the whole house. After you've done the, the whole thing, you repeated this and made all the bottles and you spray the shit out of the closet that might still smell like sage. You spray their bedding, you spray their linen, you spray everything. And that's going to take, it's like Febreze and it's going to take all the scent of what you did out of everything and it's going to make the whole house smell fresh and clean as if you've cleaned everything <laughs> the place can look bad but it smells good and i mean you spray the shit out of the fabric you spray it out of everything and what's going to happen is that holy water with your pure intentions in it are it's going to um just dissipate all the negativity you could spray it up into the air and as it falls down it's going to cleanse the air that can be heavy 
with argument energy. It's going to break up any thought forms remaining, any negative shit hanging in the air. So now you've gridded the place of crystals. You've gridded the place with the whole Oponopono process, which is the four phrases. Now you've sprayed the hell out of the place <laughs> and left only the heaven there with your holy water that you made it because you're holy okay you don't have to be catholic or a priest to be make holy water okay and then you and, and you've also saged out the place and you've gotten rid of all the negative entities and thought forms then you could go in each room after all this you can say a prayer and a blessing then i recommend that you say out loud mom dad I have been angry and harboring anger towards you or, or roommate a roommate B <laughs> roommate fucky, you know, whatever, you know, you, yeah. Okay. Don't be rude when you're doing this, but okay. You could say, all right, your roommate's name is, uh, you know, um, I don't know, Becky. Okay. We'll say Becky, Becky, you have been extremely negative. You've been extremely rude. You have had zero clue, and I've been angry at you about this. I've been angry at you, but I realize now it was probably what is something you're going through, probably the way you were raised. You don't know any better, and I know that now, and I forgive you. I love you. Becky, I love you. I love you. I love you. You just say it and just until you feel it, till the tears come down your cheeks and you feel so released from this shit. I release you. I let you go. I'm so sorry that I ever had any ill will or any animosity or any bad feelings towards you. I forgive you for eating my last piece of bread when I needed it to have a perfect blood sugar on the way to work. I forgive you for having your boyfriend drink all my milk. I forgive you for, okay, you get the point. Release them all. Ask God to send Archangel Michael and cut all the cords and ties between you and all the people in the house. Ask uh, Archangel Michael to cut the ties between every person in the house and every other person in the house. Ask Archangel Michael to cut all of the arguments that people have been having. Because the thought forms hang in the air. People walk in and they, they smack their head against a thought form. It goes inside their head. They absorb it again. And, and another thing, remember when I told you, you didn't da, 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 da. Here we go again. Same fucking argument from yesterday and the day before and the week before that and the year before that. And holy shit, let's get over this already. If you're having those kinds of incidences, you got to have the, all those cords cut and tied. You can grid your room with eggs you, and, and, and get that negative energy out. Then you grid your room with tur- black tourmaline. You grid your room with uh, uh, selenite, okay? Spray the shit out of that room every day with your new Febreze you just made. Then the other thing that you can do at the end of that or you know beyond that, um, you can ask that Prime Creator sends holy guardian angels of peace of harmony of safety and protection to come and guard every room in the house 
until the family is at equilibrium again or until the roommates are either at equilibrium or moved the fuck out. Then you could sit in the center of the home and beam radiant love from your heart to every single space, every nook and cranny and crevice of the place. Just beam love, ask God to send love from him to you through the grand central son of the universe, through our son, through your heart and allow it to radiate throughout your whole body, your room, the house, the neighborhood, etc., etc. Don't forget, by the way, if they have cars and things in the garage, spray the shit out of it with holy water too. You know, backyard, just, you know, <laughs> don't put a lot of salt in it if you're going to spray plants. But seriously, this is going to help. You can open if it's a nice, sunny, beautiful day. Um, and, and all the places you've sprayed at the Febreze has been, uh, dried and everything is dry. Now you can open every single window in the place and go outside and ask the sylphs of the air and the fey folk, the fairies to come in and cleanse any negativity that was left behind. So now you've got angels working for you. You've got fairies working for you. You sprayed it with your holy water. You've done ho'oponopono. And that's the other thing. Once all of this is done, just sit for an hour every day if you can. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Thank you. Please forgive me. I love you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Just keep going doesn't have to be in any order or it could be exactly in the same order every time if you like I love you I'm sorry please forgive me thank you I love you I'm sorry and you're saying this to God not saying it to the people not saying it to the house every time you think of so-and-so through a plate you don't see them as an angry beast throwing a plate you see them instead as perfectly calm whole happy and emotionally healed and radiant with joy and filled with love and compassion. And, and, and you try to get that image. Instead, you want to replace the negative image with what happened with the positive image. Okay. So now you say, I love you, God. I know you made a perfect creation. Please forgive me for not noticing and recognizing that. Um, I'm sorry that all I can see is this woman covered in wine that she spilled on herself with the drunken mess she made when she threw the plate of spaghetti against the wall. I'm sorry. That's all I can see about her. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. I love you. Thank you for letting me replace this image in my head with a positive one of radiance and pure joy. When it comes to Becky, my roommate, she deserves better from me than to hold her in a negative light from an incident that happened two Saturdays ago. You know, that's like a wildly exaggerated incident. All right. So I don't know how bad or how crazy it gets in your place, but that's how you do it. So you're talking to God with these phrases and make it fit the situation. Now, my little brother will say the things, you know, Please forgive me for thinking he was a pesty little brother. He's actually a sweet little boy. I'm sorry. I love you. 
God, thank you for sending me a little brother to show me how I can be looked up to. So thank you for that. I love you that you sent me this beautiful little brother and I'm sorry for ever resenting him. Please forgive me for that. That one just makes me cry. That one just hit me hard. I don't know why. I know that my my oldest was... There were times when she would say things like that about her own brother. He was a little imp. I called him a little imp. He really was just, oh my God, he was such a troublemaker from the moment he was born. (laughs) But I love him so much. He's just, he beats to, I I would say his own drum, but I think he beats to an instrument that only he knows about. (laughs) He's so freaking unique. I love him very much. Um, But, um, so that's how you do it. You know, you ask, you know, and you forgive yourself for not loving people perfectly and for holding them in a negative light. And then you just, just let it all go. You know, you could, you know, Febreze again or Sage again, whatever you need to do to let that energy go. You could sit in the backyard and do it or the, you know, maybe not the front yard. You don't want the neighbors to see. I don't know where you live. If you're in the countryside, you'll be fine. But You know, you could be out, you could also then go in the sunshine if there's sun where you live and have the sunbeam radiant, beautiful light just on your chest. Um, You can wear a t-shirt. It doesn't have to be your bare skin. I mean, be safe, of course. And just um, breathe the energy of the sunlight into you and push out any negativity. Then you're going to want to cleanse yourself again completely cleanse your aura, cleanse your chakras, cleanse your Pepsi bodies, which is your physical, emotional, psychological, or mental body and your spiritual individual bodies. And you just cleanse it all. And if you don't know how you can ask God to send you an archangel who could cleanse your four body system. You can even ask the Arcturians to send they're whirly tornadoes and they will send this energy and it goes all through your whole being and cleanses you with little, little tiny, um, really rapidly spinning, like little tiny mini tornadoes. And it feels like scrubbing bubbles all over your body and it takes three minutes and then they unattach it and you're fine. Um, you could ask them to do that. Um, there's a lot of fun stuff you can do like that. But you keep your energy field cleansed. And and anytime these people send you stuff, just send it back to them. If they are like little kids or siblings and they're being little, little bastards, don't send it back to them, baby. They cannot handle it. The energy is going their way and they are just overloaded with the negativity. So take it from them, cleanse it from them cleanse it constantly and you can take an egg and cleanse all of, um, you can even do this for your, uh, for if you have any little kids you're living with, say, we're going to do a fun game and, and make up something as to why you're running an egg. Don't touch them with the egg, but run the egg up and down from the top of their head to their feet in their aura, in their auric field to, you know, we're going to pretend this egg is a vacuum cleaner and it's going to take away any negative thoughts or you can say any bad feelings where do you have any bad feelings in your head or your tummy? Ooh, we're going to use this egg and cleanse all the bad feelings away. I want you to put all your bad feelings into the egg. Just imagine it goes into the egg. We're going to go throw that away in the toilet 
you know, and then what you do is you flush the toilet and you slam the egg against the side as the water is rushing and it will rush all the bad energy away. And with little kids, you can do a bubble. We're going to blow a bubble. It's a hot pink bubble or a bright pink bubble, you know, and just imagine you're going to blow all your bad and sad, all the things that make you cry and all the, the things that go bump in the night, all the things that give you bad dreams or bad feelings or things that hurt your tummy. We're going to put all that into a bubble and then we're going to uh, send it through the window and it's going to go and the angels are going to take it far, far away and it will be um, transformed into something beautiful and now you will be safe forever. You know, it just like that kind of a thing. You could do it with a, you know, imagine you're blowing up a balloon and then now you're going to get them breathing and moving that energy out. And once you teach kids how to do energy work and tell them to do it every night, you know, when you fall asleep or every morning when you wake up, they're just going to do it like clockwork, especially when, if they're really little, they will do it because it's fun and it's interesting and they could probably see the energy of it. So, um, I mean, these are the things that I would do if I was in that situation. Um, you don't want to be super nasty with your roommates, even if they're nasty with you. Usually it's because they're going through something. Hurt people hurt people, and healed people heal people. And that's just the way it is, you know. Um, we're all under this intense pressure cooker energy the ascension energies are strong and they're coming our way and your roommates might think you're a freak for believing in this shit right and i know we all sound like freaks anyway we're not it's real but i mean i still laugh at myself i chuckle about it because i i know i sound like a, a lunatic you know but i know it's real i've seen evidence that it's real in my life and in other people's lives so, um, let's see, you've got to keep yourself protected and cleansed. Every time you enter, um, the shower, make it a ritualistic kind of, um, you know, make it a ritual of I'm cleansing my aura right now from any negativity. And I, and I watch it go down the drain, you know, um, when you're getting dressed with fresh, clean clothes, I'm putting on this armor of safety and protection three times three or 30 million times 30 million. So might it be, you know, um, those kinds of things. You could say things out loud, peace, peace, peace. I invite only peace and harmony into my space. I invite only the highest vibrations into my space. Thank you, God, for sending me only the highest vibrations in my space. You can chant also, especially when the family's out of the way chant om ani padme om om tat sat om om ani padme om om tat sat om and when you do so you take a very deep breath and then you push you make your stomach go out with your your breath this is not a time to look sexy and skinny and keep your tummy in all right so you let your tummy relax and let it go out a little bit and then you uh chant really strongly and what this will do is create a vibration and it will knock out any negative vibrations in the air that maybe you've missed with your, your, uh, secret holy water for breeze <laughs> and y'all of your saging. Okay. 
So <clears throat> I don't know if I could do it. I'll, I'll try uh, to show you. I'll just do it with the word ohm, not the whole thing. But because um, my my lungs have been, I was sweeping and sweeping and sweeping in here, and I think some dust kicked in the air, and then I bent down to pick something up. Duh, not thinking, and I breathed in the dust like two days ago. And I just sound like so rough right now. I'm okay. I'm not sick, but it's irritating as hell that I just, you know, didn't do it. You know, I was mad because I'd cleaned this place. Then I hopped a timeline and this place was dirty as if I haven't cleaned in months. And I'm like, I just cleaned this stuff, man. Anyway, <laughs> so irritating. But <clears throat> so when you chant, you chant from like your diaphragm. You know, you know, you make your stomach, you know, with a lot of air, your stomach is relaxed. You chant from your diaphragm and you move the energy up, up, up through your lungs. So your rib cage is rattling, like shaking and vibrating. And then you move it up through your throat chakra, up through your third eye and out your crown chakra or actually out your third eye chakra. When you, when you reach Om or Omani Padme Om like that. So I'll show you an ohm. You could just do ohm if you want to. Oh. I don't know if that shifted the energy for you, but holy shit, I <laughs> I do that. I get a little moth in my face now. Hi, baby. Oh, he's like, that was so positive. Oh, <laughs> I attracted a moth. Damn it. I must be a holy light. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I was wild. I had my eyes closed. Also, I opened, there's a moth right in my face. Like, ooh, what was that? Pretty light. So it shifted energy for me and, and it'll shift the energy for you too. Um, if you have any bells, or um, a, a Tibetan uh, bells. I love them. I do need to buy myself some more. Um, if you uh, clang them together in every room in the house, it's going to break up those negative vibrations immediately. So buy yourself immediately some Tibetan bells. They can't cost more than $20. Usually they're 10 Some places, maybe even less. It just depends on where you are. Uh, but you buy the Tibetan bells. They're like on a string. They're two. They're not really like full bells. They're just like metal pieces. They've got holy symbols on them in Sanskrit. And you just, you just knock them together one, two, three times if you want, or one time if you want in every room of the house, it'll break up that energy because it's, it's the thought forms that hang in the air that makes your roommates and your, uh, and you know, whoever they are, it makes them like they walk in a room, they forget what they wanted. And suddenly they're mad about something that they've already been, you know, mad about, you know, it's just our thought forms get stuck. That's why if you could be thinking about something and then you leave the room real quick and then you totally forget the thought, Oh shit, I lost that thought. You, well, let me go back to where I was thinking it. And then you could think about it again. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. That's what I was thinking. It's because the thought form is still hanging in the air. It's an actual physical thing. It's just in a different, slightly different. It's in the fourth dimension. Because all thoughts are in the fourth dimension. We're, 
you know, or it, now that we're in the fifth or as we move into the fifth, all of our thoughts will be in the sixth dimension, you know, just the dimension just above us, you know, so you could go back and grab it where it was. But in order to knock out all the energy out of the air, Tibetan bells or any bell at all, if you can't find Tibetan bells, that works too. I bought a 99 cent bell at the 99 cent store. I, it was like a dinner bell. I don't know. I used it for a lot of weird shit over the years. I don't know. I think on Halloween, I rang the bell when someone would knock on the door. <laughs> oh no. And, and then I'd like appear as a witch. <laughs> What's happening? You know, <laughs> happy Halloween, whatever. And ring the bell. I, I just did a lot of weird shit that bell over the years. I used it as a dinner bell to call the kids when they were out playing when we lived in an apartment complex, you know, um, and I used it a lot, mostly just to break up the energy in my house. Let's just break up that shit. But these are the ways, I mean, if I was in that situation, I would be doing all of this shit in like within two, three days and then, you know, wash, rinse, repeat every fucking week, sometimes every day you know, keep buying pieces of selenite, keep buying pieces of, uh, you know, uh, the black tourmaline and, and just put it, um, I think that's the one, make sure that you don't have to wash them, that they're self cleaning and just keep gritting. Oh, and salt. This is, if it's still really, really bad in all the windowsills, put salt, a trail of salt, an unbreakable line of salt, an unbreakable line of salt across your door threshold so your roommates don't come in your room and do shit in your room (laughs) like sage the place I'm just kidding um you might want to put a trail of salt around your bed you might want to put it you know you know across your closet line if you feel like there's something in the closet and keep saging it keep you know the holy water for secret holy water for breeze formula will keep working as well so in eggs, you know, only seven days, if they break, that energy was too dense and heavy. Got to do it again. Um, eggs are like vacuum cleaners. They suck up negativity like nobody's business. So anyway, those are that, that's my advice. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming. Just like always tomorrow is the earth changes report and the weekly weird world news. So I hope you enjoy that. I hope you guys were able to catch um, yesterday's channeling with Prime Creator. It was really interesting. I, UFOs appeared in the middle of the channeling, so I was super distracted. And the day before that was Tim uh, Vant of the Cosmic Threader fame. So hopefully you enjoyed all that. And if you haven't, well, go back and take a listen. Anyway, I love you guys. Thank you for being on the spiritual journey with me. And that's it. For now, I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension until next time guys peace hey guys i've been making episodes of metaphysical soul speak the podcast for a while now and many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast 
Well, I have two solutions for this question. Number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the Anchor app, locate my channel, and sign up anywhere from 99 cents to $9.99 monthly, and you can stop anytime. Or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via Zelle, bank to bank, or through PayPal using my email, mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com, also located in the show description. Now with this option, you aren't uh, obligated monthly in any way, and you're also not limited. Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep metaphysical soul speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you.